There's all these things in the outside world that want our attention, that want us to greet them and see them, and that are doing everything possible to help to try and wake us up in a lot of ways that they are, they are seeing us. to The Gaggle, a community of eco-spiritual exiles in search of a more inclusive home. The Gaggle offers support in the process of dealing with the past, embracing the here and now, and preparing a future where all belong. These talks could evoke strong reactions, so we invite you to tune in at your own pace. Okay. Uh, howdy, y'all. I'm Ryan David. Ryan Wellborn. I'm Will Bozel. Uh, today, we are taking a stroll to discover and appreciate the value of movement at an unhurried pace. I uh, had a great pleasure of speaking with Jonathan Stalls. Jonathan is an artist and a walker. Uh, devoted to the practice of moving the body through uh, the environment outside as a spiritual kind of practice. I highly recommend looking at his work firsthand. He has a website at intrinsicpaths.com. He creates really amazing movement-inspired ink drawings. He creates jewelry with stones that he picks up out on his walks. And he has a series of guided walking meditations that I've personally tried and which are really beautiful and transformative. Jonathan is supported on Patreon. You can find Intrinsic Paths on Patreon and support his work. And you can follow him on social media uh, at Intrinsic Paths and his other account, Pedestrian Dignity, um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, one disclaimer, Jonathan is a walker. Uh, he once took eight and a half months and he walked across the United States and he continues that practice now in the Denver area. Um, he told me he walks anywhere between 14 and 16 miles per day, uh, about five to seven days per week on average, uh, with days going much higher than that, weeks going much higher than that. Um, but he did make clear that all of the virtues that we're speaking about with unhurried movement are not limited to simply the ability to walk uh, on two legs. Um, all of these topics equally apply to anyone who may be using assistive mobility devices and any other way of moving simply at a human pace um, not rushing through their environment just to get to a destination. So uh, without further ado, here's Jonathan's story, um, beginning with his awakening. A lot of us, depending on our day-to-day -day activities, we're in and out of different things. We're kind of frumping around the house. We're getting from one thing to the next, like, or wherever we're living. I mean, there's kind of this basic understanding of human ambulating or human movement. 
But with the way our environments are built and the way transportation systems are currently being structured and the way all these different factors play in, walking as a human like activity that is either revered and protected and centered for those that have no choice but to be moving this way or something that is more inherent to our everyday experience for those that uh, drive as their primary form of transportation. It's really complicated and there's a lot uh, uh, there's a lot of gaps and so I was I, I wasn't connected to a lot of this uh, growing up in a sense because most of my life most of my upbringing was through the context of, a, of an automobile um, I saw that I moved every two years of my life growing up and so I had a lot of transition was always kind of going from one place to the next I love Rebecca Solnit's words in her book, Wanderlust, A History of Walking. And she's, I just, it, it's such a great frame, but just this culture of going from one interior to the next, one interior to the next. You get picked up at the house or you hop in the car from the house and then you go to the store and you do your purchasing and consuming, and then you go back and then you're kind of going from these artificial spaces all the time. Mm -hmm in our everyday behavior and the, and the crisis of that, the horror of it really in a lot of ways, uh, but, but the severing of connection to each other and to the planet and to how we're made to process things. And so none of this became like lived real until, you know, this, until my early twenties, uh, mid twenties actually, when I spent, you know, I walked for eight and a half months across the US um, this was a journey that was full of complexity and personal healing and facing just, just my own stuff. I'm LGBTQIA+. I had a long and complex journey accepting that, moving through that, being with that. Um, I wasn't, uh, I didn't feel connected to uh, people that were different than me in a way that I trusted. And I wanted, I didn't necessarily trust it through the screen or through other groups defining that for me. And so I was like, so, and I wanted to, I had never camped outside on my own. I had never, you know, like everything, I'd always been in either inside a building or a car most of my life. And so all of these spaces um, for me was just this big, big, big uh, edge. So for everything that I just shared earlier, um, walking across the US or walking across the country I grew up in, uh, was the most like it 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 literally like a dr loud drumming circle just felt this is it this is what I this is the experience that is going to help create a container for me to just lean in jump in and listen to these things and so that was 242 days 3,000 miles walking through not just on a trail but in and through towns, cities, suburban environments, small highways, literally ingesting the fabric of what car-centric, car-first culture um, has has done, continues to do to so many, uh, so many things. Um, and then also the beauty and wonder of all these amazing people that I walked with and stayed with. Uh, so there was so much beauty and color and healing. And then there was so much, uh, so much time in nature with trees in the sky. I'm always saying it like, you know, just the, um, the like unhurried movement between the dirt and the sky, you know, like this, 
you know, just feeling so connected to the soil and the wild horses in Nevada and the, uh, I've got a great UFO story, but that could be for another time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyway, I, I could be, I could go on and on Ryan, but it's like that the passion for human movement, unheard human. And this is not anti-car. It's so important for me to say this. It's not like, ah, screw car. It's like, no, like I, this is not, you know, I don't have this orientation where it's this, you know, anti-energy. It's just trying to uplift and center what is so human. Um, And so, yeah, I could go on and on, but that was how it all started for me. The passion, I walked with so many people, hundreds, for miles and miles at a time, days at a time, shoulder to shoulder, alongside. Mm-hmm. So the physiological nature of literally moving your body alongside another body mm-hmm. and sharing truths and life stories, like the amount of inherent common ground that starts to show up simply because your bodies are moving alongside, like your actual bodies are doing the same thing. They're moving forward. They're, they're, supported by all these more natural elements rather than boxes and things that want to shrink us. I I just, all these awakenings just became very loud for me by the end of, of that long walk. And it just became clear that, okay. And I've always been an artist and I just was like, I've got to, and I am inspired to uh, create around walking culture, human movement culture, pedestrian dignity culture, um, and experiment with that. I absolutely love it. Um, (laughs) That was a long answer. (laughs) Yeah, no. I I do want to kind of focus in now on, on maybe this concept of walking as a kind of return to the self, to the body, and to place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, one of the campaigns that I, I know you've seen is the it's pedestrian dignity. And yeah. so leading with the dignity of our human bodies doing what they're made to be doing. Yeah. And what are all the wondrous possible things that that can happen when we are dignified in moving the way we're made to move and you know kind of then circling back to your question it's like this um you know connected to place as you asked just this this relationship this big 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 field of relationship and and what i mean by relationship you know not just the context that we kind of over attach to it when it comes to romantic relationship or friendship but like relationship to relate with mm-hmm. to like be in relationship with what we desire like what we want to know and experience and live with. like uh, so uh, moving through the world by foot gives context to so many different relationships because mm-hmm. we, our bodies all of a sudden become exposed to the weather and the elements and all that that has to teach us to the trees and the roots and the soil or the pavement and the speed and the automobiles, the bus stops, all the people that are sharing this environment with us, the animals, the critters, like it brings us into more like holistic, varied relationship. I, I, you know, I've always been uh, an artist. And so this last year, I've been spending a little more time on, on these, like these ink drawings, 
And one of the ink drawings is focused on this theme that if we could dist distribute how we see relationship uh, beyond just the romantic partner or, or the circle of family or friends or <laughs> that there's all these things in the outside world that want our attention, that want us to greet them and see them and that are doing everything possible to help to try and wake us up in a lot of ways that they are, they are seeing us. <laughs> that the trees see us and breathe with us. I know, I know I can sound like, I, I know I'm tree, throwing some tree hug language out here, but like there, there is something about the energy exchanged or the things that get exchanged between created life, the life that's moving outside of these walls hmm. and our own breathing bodies. And so that's just a frame around thinking about walking connected to place. Um, I'll just I'll just touch the walking to self piece really quick because it, again it's just another it's a huge area and you know not only do I experience it all the time in terms of creative freedom like when I'm moving uh, how creative ideas naturally arise um, thing like thoughts and I, I literally feel my brain and my heart and and my body expanding because I'm it, it, it's literally like I'm creating more room and more space. You know, there we have we carry so much in these bodies. We carry so much um, hardship, stress, heaviness, but also dreams and joy and desires and longings to all these different things. And uh, and this is where I really appreciate um, neuroscience and different people who've written about, like, yeah, actually, when you are moving the way you're made to move, your neural pathways actually expand. They actually fire in a way that expands our capacity to release things that are no longer serving us and to move towards an open towards how we evolve and emerge with whatever conditions or, 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 or times we're in. And so, yeah, like interesting that we might feel stuck without knowing how to show up or how to evolve or how to emerge when the very tool that we're made, that one of the very tools that's a part of our design is not in motion in the way that it could be or should be. Um, and that to even add on top of that, which is where the justice piece comes in in a lot of my work is that we've made it so violent for those that, are, um, that have no choice but to be out there. <laughs> Whenever... I was on your website, I, I, I came across some videos of you sort of walking in some of the really, you know, it's probably typical, but really high traffic areas with yeah. no sidewalks, um, you know, places where people do have to walk, but there's no feeling that they're considered. I, I came across your uh, language of walking as, as a practice of being a witness, which, which felt like a calling. It felt like mm -hmm. a duty and a responsibility but it also felt like something we can't possibly bear on our own shoulders. Oh my God. So much. Absolutely. There. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's an, it's such a, um, and I think I, it, yeah, just going back to that tension and there's such a tension there in, in that, um, you know, you mentioned the forest and, and the healing kind of a, a more natural setting that kind of has all these different elements that are working to nourish 
you know, our movement and the air that we're breathing and the kind of more natural environments that, you know, I think we're all more like engineered to be around. Um, and then, yeah, like all the separation that can, that can kind of, that can move into the body, pavement, speed, all these different kind of competing, you know, there, and what I have found is that, that, how important that tension is, um, that, that the world as it is, like we are, we are, we are with the, like the world as it is, we, we got these highways, we got these cars, we got these, and woo, I, I don't like it all the time, often a lot of the time, but it, it like, the, it's like, so there's just this like tension with what is. And so in this movement, it's so important to me when I'm stopping at the, cause man, oh gosh, I get foamy at the mouth. I scream at overpass tunnels. And like you said, like nobody hears this guy yelling at the bridge. Like they're, they're going 85 miles an hour, super into their audiobook. Like not even a thing. Good luck <laughs> when you're screaming. <laughs> At the end, at the interstate overpass, Jonathan, mm. <laughs> and yet, it, so I'm in my own com complex, like anger body, <laughs> but then I'm also like pushing myself to when I'm stopped, and I'm at that overpass, like to see the faces of the people behind the windshield, like to see the humanness, to 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 go after that eye contact to notice the grasses and the trees that still try to survive and push through the concrete to see the way the birds still find ways to nest and do their things and create their networks you know to, to really like take in those sunsets to honor that my body still craves to move the way it's made to to release and process needing to fix anything, hmm. but to still be true and close to how I want to witness and how I want to experiment and how I want to create. Hmm. Um, so I, I just go back that I, I feel like that tension is so important. It's not like it, you, it's not like I'm saying we always need to be in the tension, <laughs> but yeah. it's such an important thing because if we're only in the woods, and we're only in the trails and the trees, and that's our only connection to going by foot or walking, then we're missing so much of what are, what are, what is so much of our culture actually doing when it comes to relating with other people, uh, when it comes to doing our everyday errands and things mm -hmm. that like, it's like the tension brings us into what's real and the harm of what's real. I think it's such a great accountability partner, especially when we think about the environment it's like if we love the trails and the trees for peace and soulfulness, which thank everything for the trails and the trees and the streams and how we get that time to connect. Hmm. And, and so let's bring that wisdom with us in creative forward emergence as we witness the violations and the disconnection in these other environments that, that they're they're, that we can we can help them work together. We can be a weaver, but I think I'll just add the asterisk: how important you know the natural elements are. You know, there's so much that 
is uh, compounded in the busy overproduction, high speed paved path. And, and I sometimes describe that as just the, it's, it's a reflection of a lot of pain. Um, it's a reflection of finding worthiness in production and in, and in, I am worthy because I, I'm doing and because I'm a doer, because I'm a producer, because I'm a machine. When the trees are like, yo, and the running stream is like, yo, you are worthy because you are here and you are breathing as you are. You are worthy because you are this complex idiom that's moving through the planet with all these different colors of expression and, 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 and adaptation not because of your production and how you're. <laughs> mm. I would, I would love to hear about what is happening. What is this transformative thing that keeps you going back out, out there? That's a beautiful question and just beautiful invitation, Ryan. Thank you. Mm. I uh, do not pretend for a second that I have an answer to that question um, other than um, I keep thinking of Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman's words. This is, there's an amazing commencement speech called um, The Sound of the Genuine. And at, at one point in the speech, it's at the very end, you know, there's just this frame of the sound of, you know, seeking the sound of the genuine in me and the sound of the genuine in you. If we do this work, you know, that we realize it, it makes the same music. And, you know, it's just this beautiful, it's a beautiful speech, but I keep thinking about, um, you know, what, what, con what continues to just move me is just, it's the movement itself in a lot of ways. Like it's the fact that, okay, I don't know what is going to be at the end of today's walk or halfway through it, or even 20 steps in, I don't know what my uh, end goal is, is going to be like there it's, you know, most of the time I spend on foot or when I'm out, you know, I might have a goal of like, if I'm walking with someone specifically just to be really attentive to like the connection I'm having with this person, but that still is such an exploration of things that are shared and exchanged and how they get shared and how they get received. And so I always, I always root in for my own you know, and I trust this, just, I trust that the human journey, you know, thinking about history, thinking about our bodies, thinking about the way our bodies are designed, but even just from a spiritual sense, like just movement in and of itself, movement in and of itself, like thinking about our veins and the way blood is always moving, the way wind and the leaves and the way the river stream. I mean, these things, there's just movement in and of itself is such a powerful frame of reference for evolving, listening, uh, releasing, letting go, trusting, walking away from things that are no, are no longer serving us. Like, so I, I just feel like the essence of movement related to your question in and of itself without, yeah, without trying to control or build any kind of expectation on where, where you're going, mm. um, not, not being so caught in the weight of what's behind you, but just this, this 
this openness, this uh, uh, a sense of humility, um, but also a sense of, I think, empowerment and courage that I am strong, but I'm humble, that I am open, but I'm grounded and I'm just, and I'm moving and I'm listening. And I just keep thinking about like the horizon in the sky. Like there's just, there's always this, there's all these different things that are reflecting uh, change and, and uniqueness and, um, and surprise and spontaneity. I, I write about this a lot related to walking uh, culture or, or, or movement in this way that, you know, we have no idea what's going to show up around the next corner. What critter is going to crawl around the branch and stare right at us? What, what gust of wind is going to just like lift up our head from getting caught in a thought? What branch is going to knock us the F out because we're on our smartphone uh, <laughs> texting somebody while walking? Like there's just these, like there's so much out there that just, that wants, that wants to wake us up to just to aliveness, mm. like, to be alive and the wonder of being alive again. Like, I think this, you know, we, there's so much oppression in stuckness, in uh, expectation, in pitting each other against. So, you know, and, and, and that's so much of, I think, what a lot of you know, the culture, the things that we're seeing right now, like there are, there are a lot of oppressive systems and forces still trying to cling and hold on to a frame of stuckness, order. This is the way, this is the way, if it's outside of the, whatever that way is, it's, it's lost. It's not, it's not, it's not valuable. It's like, so there's just I, movement, aliveness in and of itself is is such an invitation i love that i my uh, partner and and i just before this talk we wanted to go on a on a little walk to the lake and uh i decided to read actually that uh howard thurman commencement speech quote and look through your uh, uh walking as radical relationship you said the spaces between your moving body and all of creation the energy the connection the interconnection, the draw, the pull, the hum, the flow, and the vibration that happens as we get closer to the smiling passerby. Yeah. The smirk of a child, the texture of bark, mm. the small bird fluffing its feathers, the sunflower fully opening, and so much more. Whew. I was happy to have read that before I went walking. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> Yes. Um, mm. There's so much out there. <laughs> there's so much out there. There's so much out there. And, and I think that's where it's, you know, the, the, not only self-compassion, but the kind of the, the, I, I always describe it as like, a, like just the constant ongoing invitation to shed. Mm. Like what is just false that is still on my back like i just i what kind of where i there's still things i mean imperfection we are all fumbling our way in like we're all drinking water that has so many things that that's not supposed to be in it and yet we're we're also still tapping into all these truths and miracles and the magic of moments and it's like all these things slamming together and 
So the self-compassion for how those, how and when those layers fall, how they fall and how often, when they fall, like what, it, all of it, like. You know, one of the things I, I love that I see in your work and, and it's, it's about not everyone is really ready in their bodies or in their mind to just sit in a quiet room and just be with their thoughts and their pain and yeah. um, all the things that can come up and you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to say that walking everywhere is a gentle, gentler path, but I think it can be depending on your environment, mm -hmm. um, a gentler path to start listening. Oh my gosh, completely. Yeah. I, it, to me, it is, yeah, it's just, it, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of room for us to be, um, I think more naturally tender to whatever it is we're working through, not needing to fix it, not, you know, not needing to make it, you know, it's just, and I, you know, I think even a lot getting really specific, but like, but just, I think from a higher level, like when I was framing earlier about bilateral move, bilateral stimulation, I mean, this is back to even neuroscience and stuff that this, like, there's just, when we scan our environment left to right, you know, we are actively releasing where we store uh, just stress, trauma even, and a pain, like EMDR treatment has experimented with this, hypnotherapy's experimented with this. And so just this, you know, the, that it doesn't need to be long, long distances. It doesn't need to be hours and hours and hours. It doesn't need to be like, it's literally, it could just be these really tender, uh, laps around two or three trees in a nearby park or lawn area mm. and you're just kind of circling them i'm curious about this did you have a kind of anger phase where you lost uh, some of that peace that's a good question so for so many years i buried all my anger so mm. buried it buried it buried it no conflict no con and i'm still very much like i'm like oh you know there's always um but because of how much I walk and how much I, I go after that tension I was describing um, as, as such a wondrous teacher, um, I, I've, I've, I've been, again, not, the, you know, not without fumbling and, 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 and experimenting and trying, you know, there's a lot of just, it's just, it's an imperfect journey, but I have, I feel like I have found like a, a, a a level of ground that keeps me close to that intuitive realm. Like I like, I really like using the word intu intuitive realm a lot, you know, anger is a part of it, but sometimes to me, anger is when it like bursts through as fire. And I, all, all I want to do is like destroy, <laughs> which is real. Sometimes it's real, but I try and stay close. I don't abandon it because I don't want to bury it. I find that especially in these times, the people who are uh, interpreting and or who have gotten to know or befriend the anger body or the intuitive body are needed so much right now. I mean, always, but I just, I feel really, there's a kindred complex connection to that intuitive anger journey. Um, but I don't get consumed by it. Like I don't let it literally I, I fight with everything in me 
to go back to that tree, go back to that stream, go back to the people and the gaze of those I love to remind me that, yeah, yeah, yeah the fire is not, don't consume me, mm. but I don't want to abandon you either because you are a beloved friend and teacher. I, I just want to say thank you so much already for everything you've offered. And I want to offer you a moment since you've shared your time to share with people anything that's going on that you want to be included? The most important invitation uh, would just be um, kind of this more open, humble, revisiting like tenderness to how you approach just moving through the world the way that you're made to move. That you moving outside your front door, wherever that is, maybe for a period of time, if driving is your primary form, replacing that with walking or going on a wheelchair with, with a friend, you know, however, you, however it is safe for you to do so or feel, um, to feel safe wherever you are, but just to, to do it with, some, with an extra filter of being unhurried mm. and being attentive and, being, and just being connected to your aliveness and your worthiness of, of being outside, being with the trees and the sky and the people who are out there. So just to experiment with that approach once in a while as a way of combing back how we are made to be weaving um, our lives with the planet and with each other and with all that goes on on the inside. All right, Ryan, Will, mm. how are you? <laughs> Good. We've said it once now, say it again. His voice is just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the poetry that he speaks with is like really captivating mm -hmm. and drawing. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the poet at um, Biden's inauguration and the way that she used her mm -hmm. body when she spoke. Mm -hmm. I could almost I could almost see him. Yeah. Talking. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. There's so what there, came up with you. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I think the first thing that really I like I'm kind of left with is the, um, the realization of what he talks about early on with how often our movement is, is solely from one interior context to another, whether it's leaving one building, going into a car to go into another building and how much time is not reflected on that transitional period when you're breathing in the air outside in between those interior contexts. Um, yeah, and just not feeling guilty about that, but more noticing the invitation that's there always present to slow down or have awareness and notice those transitions is, mm. is like a really lovely way to look at that and feel that. Yeah. That resonated with me too. Rebecca Solnit, I think is the author of that book, Wanderlust that he was quoting. Uh, Ryan, have you, have you looked into that book at all? No, it's on my long list. <laughs> that Jonathan has brought to my attention. <laughs> Ryan, I'm curious what 
your connection is with Jonathan as the interviewer, because it sounds too like you two were just beaming in connection. Yeah, it was, it's, it's been a really meaningful experience to have had this interview. Yeah. I think not only because of the content and the topic is pretty personal for me as well, but just as y'all heard, Jonathan has this, he embodies this sort of rhythmic presence and talking to him, you can tell he's unhurried. Mm, like exactly. as when he's walking, it's like as when he's speaking with mm -hmm. someone. And yeah, it was, it was really beautiful. Mm. When, he, when you ask him about the witness, when you mention that it feels like a call to, to be a witness, you know, walking in itself, that's kind of what his expression and his inspiration of what he does and what he's talking about offers is like, he's a witness to the beauty of the unhurried movement mm. in his speech and con connection with, with you and just in himself and with the world around him. Um, it's very much obvious that he is alive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, and that's a big witness. One of the coolest things he said uh, during our interview that y'all didn't get to hear is that he said, he told me his answers are literally coming out of his body because of all the walking he does. He was like, these are not coming out of my head. They're coming out of my body, out of my pores. <laughs> oh, gosh, man, that is amazing. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> I'm way too in my head all the time. My body is often just like, Hey man, pay attention. <laughs> I got words too. Remember me? <laughs> yeah. You know, I find when I'm working on a creative project, like a song or even a project at work, taking a walk really helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do or you taking a run? Yeah. Do you have a hard time letting yourself do that? So I think that there are, I think there are two types of people that at least two types of people that may be listening to this. It's those who love to walk and will move anything to walk and those who love to walk and need to be moved to walk. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I'm so fine just chilling in my room, reading <laughs> and listening to music and like meditating and then it's like my body is like dude you mm -hmm. gotta move yeah mm -hmm. yeah yo <laughs> yo bro <laughs> that was definitely a highlight for me was <laughs> the trees in the river saying yo <laughs> yo 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 <laughs> no dude well i can relate and i i don't know if that has something to do with a personality trait that we share as fours together but i i love to move like i i move a lot but i i need motivation to do it i need something to move me to be able to move because yeah, just like you i'll sit and read for hours or you know like play on the computer or you know draw or something and just be completely content. 
to not move. But what I liked what he said about all that too, is like, even in your stillness of your physical body, getting from one place to another, the blood in your veins is moving your lungs and the breath and your heart beating and your brain like chemicals, like we're still just a constant movement. And we share Mm -hmm. that with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing that comes up as well is um, I love him talking about relationship. And one thing I would love to do with you all, um, we can't because we're not local, but walking with friends or walking in community and in COVID walking meditation totally gives us a really great container for um, mindfulness and relationships and, and how to listen um, at, at our work and in the retreats that we set up and lead, we do walking meditation where you're walking in either, you know, a group of two or three and you take turns spending five minutes with one person in control of the language or the, the word. So one person for five minutes can speak or not speak. And the other person or the other two are just listening mm. for five minutes and you're walking mm. and it's five minutes and there's no affirmations or uh-huh, uh-huh. It's just, you're listening to the other person. And then when that five minutes is up, you switch. Mm. And then, you know, the final five minutes or the remainder of your, your walk you open into that space together. And it sounds so simple, but it's groundbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Why? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard a story recently uh, about a man going on a long walk with a, with a monk and the monk did that. He didn't give any affirmation and the man just, poured out his heart over this walk completely and then like when it was over the monk just goes me too <laughs> dude matthew mcconaughey yeah that was, it. Was, was that just, a walk are you Did guys quoting matthew mcconaughey right now <laughs> that was so cool though oh, oh my gosh oh man yeah no i can't hate i've heard amazing things about that book quick shout out to green lights <laughs> yeah i the, one of like the the big things too that came up for me with his talk was the we already kind of mentioned it with the trees and the the rivers saying yo um you know like you are worthy and valuable um by not producing by not being a machine that is like such a breath of relief man to know that and to feel that to not have the stress and pressure of that achiever mentality to complete and produce and measure up to and compete like when you have that realization that you look at the trees and the rivers and they're not asking the earth is not asking you to produce it's not even asking anything of you it's just inviting you to to notice the like flood and the wash over your body of peace when you sit and rest in that is what I think life is supposed to be and feel like. I was wondering because uh, something I've been meditating on is whenever Jonathan talks about 
the boxes that want to shrink us. And I think where I come from, um, I always thought, yeah, cars, because I have beef with cars. But then recently I've been thinking, I'm quite domestic, you know? And like, mm-hmm. I wonder if y'all relate to the feeling of being shrunk by being inside so much at all because and i'm curious mostly about you will because i know you're really comfy being inside but whenever he talked about the boxes the the boxes that want to shrink us i wonder i wonder what that feels like for y'all yeah you know i've actually been doing a spiritual practice where i'm referring to my my office my the the guest bedroom converted into my office as my monastery myself (laughs) (laughs) and so I am absolutely loving it and I'm I'm boxed in in that regard um to my liking though what I think resonated with me was um I boxed myself in in shame Mm -hmm. and it's an internal box and it's actually not often until I I get up and I move that I can sort of re-embody and process that shame a little bit. And um, Jonathan talked about anger. Hmm. I really, I really do see shame as a a box for me and it has shaped a lot of my personality um, Hmm. to bring the the Enneagram into it. Hmm. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah the paved path the the production is one of the huge the, the biggest things for me about what jonathan said mm-hmm. he, he he's saying how there's so much compounded he said in the paved production path and it's like a story it's like when we walk outside we see highways we see like we're being told a story about what is allowed to take place in this outside space mm-hmm. and um it for me it feels like we're inside and as he said we're in these boxes that may shrink us um and normally it would take so much courage to step outside even into a beautiful opening space but when we go outside then we're told the story that hey if you're out here you got to do something you got to get somewhere you know you got business to take care of like you're Mm -hmm. not just allowed to be out here just to be out here it's like it screams production (laughs) yeah (laughs) so the courage necessary just to go outside and just be it's uh, so tremendous yeah. i think it's almost like when you get in a mold and you get into a pattern you kind of lose sight of what it feels like to not be in that pattern hmm. until you're broken out of it or it starts to cave in on itself mm-hmm. so i'm not sure the entire motives or reasons behind why that comfort of stillness indoors exists but i know there's a longing to move and be like there's like a gut connection with the movement and the space of breathing in like the natural air or you know standing under the foliage but that uh, that movement from inward to being out there is a like a transformative thing that has to like occur to make it happen almost like on a daily basis. Mm. 
you the know? stuckness mm-hmm. i think that jonathan talks about yeah yeah exactly and there's a lot there in that stuckness to sit with and uncover like what what is getting so sticky <laughs> you know yeah for sure ryan i i just love your intuition or um your connection to the outside world because that is pulling you out and i i'm more personally in tune with my internal world i'm and i and i think that i have a lot to learn from you and your connection to the the external forces um does that make sense Mm, yeah like my and and i from you but yeah like my attunement to i guess the stories that our environments are telling us maybe yeah i think you know another part of it too is the experience of what's happening in the transition from in to out um like having a stillness to notice the textures and the various subtleties that occur in that process because I think there's a lot to uncover about what the world's telling you, what your projection is, how it feels to be oppressed by that view or that story and that narrative that is being expected to fit into. And I think if you can notice that without judgment of it, Mm. without resentment or fear, then you can really start to work with the process of being able to step into it with something more than courage but with awareness in life. Yeah. To, to hold that tension. Yeah. As he said, yeah. hold it. Yeah. Exactly. The tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. Ryan. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Good stuff. Hello, my name is Heather and I was just calling in um, to talk about walking and what it does for me. Uh, for me, walking is very cathartic. It's a um, way to get out get out in the sunshine when possible it gives me energy it raises my endorphin levels and I just really like it I like that it's also low impact um, not overly strenuous but you can keep your keep up a pace Um, you can do a slower pace a faster pace whatever you like to do Um, I love that it's heart healthy and I just really enjoy it all the way around so I had recently moved from a neighborhood where I used to walk outside all the time um It felt really nice and welcoming to be able to walk there because they had the nice trails uh, with pathways everywhere. They made little bridges for crossovers um, to be able to walk. Um, It made for like a nice environment where I got out there and I could feel safe walking in my community. Um, And it really made it easy to get out and not have to worry about anything, but just to be able to get out there and exercise and and do my thing because they provided a nice area with nature under trees um, for us to get outside. I love to walk. I usually try to take like three to four walks a day, even if the walks are just 15 minutes. I don't care where I'm going. I just love being outside and moving. Um, I think walking really helps me connect with the outside world and experience nature and urban life Um, and just really helps me get in tune with my body and my mind. 
I find it really hard to process my thoughts and feelings while I'm just sitting still. And so walking, even just slow walking, really provides a space for me to do that. Um, yeah, I think when I walk, I truly feel like a synergy between um, my physical, emotional, and spiritual parts. Um, because I'm doing something active for my body, I'm feeling at peace, and I'm feeling happy emotionally and spiritually. I'm connecting with, you know, the world outside of myself. Um, really, the only time that I don't enjoy walking um, is at night by myself. You know, that's a time when I really feel anxious and on edge, and um, where it's yeah, it's not a great experience, but otherwise, you know, slow walks by myself or with pals, whether it's just in the neighborhood or if it's on a trail or just walking on the sidewalk, definitely brings me life.